chromosomes. Little strands of nucleic acids and proteins are the fundamental genetic instructions that tell us who we are at birth. Most people are born with 46 chromosomes, but each year in the United States, about 6,000 people are born with an extra chromosome, making them a person with Down syndrome. If you've ever encountered someone with Down syndrome, you know that they are some of the kindest, most joyful people you will ever meet. They truly have something extra. My name is Lisa Nichols, and I have spent the last 24 years as both the CEO of Technology Partners and as the mother to Allie. Allie has something extra in every sense of the word. I have been blessed to be by her side as she impacts everyone she meets. Through these two important roles as CEO and mother to Allie, I have witnessed countless life lessons that have fundamentally changed the way I look at the world. While you may not have an extra chromosome, every leader has something extra that defines who you are. Join me as I explore the something extra in leaders from all walks of life and discover how that difference in each of them has made a difference in their companies, their families, their communities, and in themselves. I'm very excited to have Bhavani Amirtha Lingam on the show today. Bhavani is the SVP, Chief Digital Information Officer at Ameren here in St. Louis and brings over 20 years of experience building leadership teams, driving change, and leading innovation. Bhavani, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I remember the first time I met you, we were sitting in your office, and I loved your story, and I said, you have to come be on the podcast. <laughs> that was probably at least a year ago. So thank you so much for making the time. I know you're incredibly busy. Oh, it's a pleasure. Pleasure, Lisa. I do remember that conversation and I think it was very fun. And, yes. I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's just dive right on in. So talk to me a little bit about how you grew up and then we'll go over some other things. I was born and raised in India. So I grew up, I was born in Bangalore, Spent the first 10 years of my life there and then uh, moved to a place called Chennai. You know, I think uh, I was probably 12 years old when computers first showed up in school and it was something you got to do, you know, for about an hour. And, you know, a few weeks in, I really enjoyed it. And I learned that you could actually show up to school on a Saturday and you had the entire day you could work on computers, do what you wanted. And so I started doing that, you know, and my mom was like, what are you doing, you know, on a Saturday? <laughs> and my dad went, you know, a lot worse things she could be doing, let her right. go. And so I, it started as a hobby, quite honestly. And um, I went on to go do a bachelor's in computer science. And I worked every summer, you know, during my uh, bachelor's. And I realized what I really loved was mm -hmm. going in and solving business problems using technology and then decided to go pursue an MBA, you know, with a focus around information management, mm -hmm. and then got into the consulting space, which was, you know, fabulous. I got to work very large customers, very complex environments. And then there was an opportunity out east here at Sony that actually brought me brought to the you US. To the States. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yes. So I, you know, I was really 23 years old, landed in New York City, and and, uh, and it's been such a fun but crazy ride since then. You have had just an illustrious career. You really have because you started at Sony, 
Is that when you were recruited by Schneider? Then you were recruited? Uh, no, you were recruited no. by Worldwide Technology right here in St. Louis. I That's remember right. that. That's right. I actually met my husband, you know, when I was out east, and he was moving to St. Louis to finish up school. And you know how long distance is just painful. And I said, oh, I'm going to pick up and move and um, start looking for opportunities. And and that's when I ran into the opportunity at Worldwide. I actually interviewed on a Sunday at Worldwide. And it on was a Sunday. On a Sunday <laughs> at Worldwide. And it was just such a fabulous experience. Great environment, fabulous culture. And there was something very, you know, magical when you, you know, kind of go through that experience. And I started, I think it was back in 99, you know. What was and, your role, Bhavani? What yeah, did you start as? Yeah, sure. You know, I was right before the dot-com boom and... I started really in the e-commerce space for um, worldwide, and you know it's a technology company, so I just got an opportunity to do a myriad of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, no day or no week or month was the same with the, with the amount of change that just happens in the tech space, but also the fact that you know they were a high growth environment, and you know I was there at 15 years at worldwide, and I'll tell you, 10 years, you know, the top line grew. 25% year over year and the bottom line grew like 29% year over year. So you just, you know, it's a, it's a different place literally every year and the opportunities that come to you in that are, type of environment. Yes, and type of right. environment, great people, some fabulous mentors and sponsors that I had. Jim Cavanaugh, you, you know, said he been, was a great mentor you know, to absolutely, you. and you know, still to this day, and uh, just learned a lot about being entrepreneurial, taking smart risk, you know, being courageous, working hard, integrity, humility. You learn a lot. So, I mean, very thankful and grateful, you know, for all the opportunities. Quite frankly, I've had mm-hmm. so far. So you said the word entrepreneurial. Talk about that. I mean, is that important to be entrepreneurial within an organization? Because sometimes people think entrepreneurial starting something outside. I think it's an absolutely key piece for success. And in general, treat what you're doing like it is your own and, you know, learn to take smart risk, Mm -hmm. you know, with what you're trying to do and accomplish, whether you're part of an organization or you're off going and doing something on your own. Mm -hmm. I think just that spirit of venturing into something that you may not have it all figured out, but knowing how to check and adjust and along the way, right, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. So you were at Worldwide for 15 years. And then you were recruited away from Worldwide to Schneider, right, to be the CIO. Right. And I think when I first met you, you were at Schneider. So talk about that journey. How did that come about? You probably weren't even looking, were you? No, I Bobani? was not. No, I was not. <laughs> and uh, the interesting part was, you know, I think uh, when Schneider reached out, you know, Worldwide, we worked with APC as a partner. And uh, I didn't even think about APC as being Schneider, but it's one of the Schneider companies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're a $30 billion hundred countries, large global organization. And when they reached out, it was a neat opportunity. It was the right point of time in my life and career in terms of being able to just get on the road. It was a lot of travel with the nature of the opportunity in the North American perimeter, but also just globally. And I loved it. I learned so much, you know, going through. And and I, again, I, I have been so fortunate with all the sponsorship mentors yes. I've had. I had a fantastic you know, mentor with um, Annette Clayton, who is the CEO for the North American operations that, you know, has uh, always continued to, you know, raise the bar and, 
you know, when people put more faith in you than you will, you know, it really helps you amazing, push yourself. And yes. yeah, and uh, she's just been a fantastic role model in so many different ways. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because you definitely don't want to disappoint. And I'm just, I'm thinking in one of our conversations, I'll never forget what you said, Bavani. You said, I've never really worked to build my resume. And you said, what I've done in every opportunity that I've been given is to focus on bringing value. And when I've done that, my resume's built itself. And I just think that is such awesome advice because it really is. It's the value that you bring and then you know, your resume just continues to build and then people come looking for you. I'm a big believer of it. You know, I think you focus on the outcome, you focus on and not the optics and mm-hmm. and, the, the, and then everything else follows from there. Remember, you know, my dad, when I was very young, would say, you know, make yourself useful <laughs> wherever you are, whatever yes. you do. And I think it's, yeah, it, that, you know, it's just taking that mindset to what you do. Do what you're doing with passion, with integrity, you know, with humility, because, you know, no, but no single person makes anything happen oh, in this world. And so, so true. really just approaching it with a spirit of teamwork and work ethic is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, work really, nothing comes easy in life. So. Oh, great words of advice. Great words of advice. So from Schneider, then someone did come looking for you. And so your latest role has been as the chief digital innovation officer, correct? Chief digital information, information officer, officer so. for Ameren. You've been there for about 18 months, and I know that you have done a lot since you've been there, but can you just talk about, like, your first 90 days? I mean, (laughs) you know, say there's a leader out there right now, and they are looking at possibly that next step for them. What are the things that you're trying to do besides just get your arms around that particular organization? Sure. You know, you know, I think it's just you learn through different experiences in your career, and when I look back at my Schneider and my worldwide experiences, you know, the thing I learned at worldwide was insane focus on the customer, right? Just customer centricity and focusing on the customer. And then you shift it to with Schneider. One of the things I learned was if you're trying to go in and optimize, transform a certain function or a certain area or a certain product, go see where the work is actually being done, right? And I think that was, you know, in a role that I had there, that was so important to be able to drive the change and transformation. Mm-hmm. I worldwide, it was a lot of create and innovate and learned a lot doing that and being entrepreneurial. And Schneider was a lot about driving change and transformation at scale. And I felt like here I had the opportunity at Ameren to bring the tech spirit and, you know, the change and transformation that I was you know, engage with the Schneider in the energy space, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. into Ameren. And so one of the things that, you know, in my 90 days was, A, go engage with the different functions and segments, you know, understand how things are done. Um, you know, I went and did some uh, ride-alongs with the electric and gas, did you? you know, ju- okay. yeah, in the field Great. as, as you, you know. Go are, into where the work is being done. Correct, right? by the field co-workers. You actually understand the type of systems they're using, what they have, mm-hmm. what they have to go through. I, you know, went out to the customer care center and actually took some calls, you know, along with our customer care center. Rep, so you actually understand what does the customer experience right. feel like. Right, right. It's the same with, you know, your own team. I'll tell you the one thing that's been so humbling about Ameren is just the people. It's an amazing organization. I've been in a lot of places, but when I look at the people there, uh, people are very smart. 
very hardworking, but extremely humble. And so, you know, a very service-minded mm-hmm. organization, right? And so I really wanted to make sure I can get to know the teams within my digital organization, but also within the extended Ameren organization. So, and then you're not going to get it all done. Of course not. And you've got (laughs) to build, you know, partnerships. And so I, you know, I made sure I met with different partners. You know, that's actually... I do know, (laughs) because Technology Partners is one of your partners, right? And I remember you coming out here and meeting with our team. And I know that you've done a lot while you've been there and you've built an amazing team. What's something that you're most proud of in this 18 months that you've done now at Ameren? Well, I think if I think about the changes that we're putting in place, you know, I go back to like transforming customer experiences. Yes. Right? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're here to protect the critical infrastructure yes. and provide Excellent safe, service. secure, reliable power to our customers. And so I think about what is the customer experience and customer affordability, right? Making sure we're providing absolutely great product and service at very affordable rates for Mm -hmm. our customers. So, you know, I'd say from a customer experience standpoint, you know, we've done a variety of things around transforming the web experience for our customers, you know, the mobile experience, you know, looking at key moments of our customer journey, whether it's outage, it's service orders when people Mm -hmm. are trying to move in and move out, you know, as well as billing and payments, how do you digitize those, you know, and I think about just consumerization of customer expectations. You know, they they have certain expectations based on the experience they see when they go to Amazon or they go and order pizza online and they want to make sure they are able to engage the with their experience. utility with the mm-hmm. same, you know, mm-hmm. with the same level of ease, right? And so we took the key moments of the journey, customer journeys, and then focused on that. And that's mm-hmm. been, you know, again, very focused on customer experience. And then, you know, the things that we focus on from a customer affordability perspective is how do we continue to invest in technology for our customers that continue to help keep our rates. We have, you know, one of the lowest rates in the countries. How do we continue to keep rates affordable for our mm-hmm. customers while we continue to make these investments? You Very know, has good. been a huge focus as well. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with Bhavani Amartha Lingam. Let's face it, the future is mobile. There's a good chance that you are listening to this show right now on your phone. Have you explored how you can move your business mobile too? Our mobile apps team at Technology Partners makes it their mission to move our clients into the hands of their employees and customers and change their business processes to meet the demands of their users. Let's work together and build a dynamic mobile app for your team. Go to tpi.co slash mobile apps and get the conversation started about how we can help you get your new application off the ground. So, Bhavani, you've had an amazing career. As you've said, you've been so blessed, but you've been in a career that has traditionally been male dominated. But I just look at St. Louis and I think about St. Louis. There are so many women leaders now in technology in St. Louis. And obviously you're one of those. What are some of the challenges that you feel like you've had to overcome? But what would you tell young girls? We need more people in STEM, do we not? Yes, absolutely. And certainly we need more women. How can we all help? Well, I think that's a great question. There's so much to STEM, you know, and sometimes I think folks can think of it and say, well, you know, if I don't like math, I'm not going to go do STEM. And right. I don't think that's necessarily right. the case. And, 
you know, there's so much to, you know, doing science that may not actually have to do with your math skills or your computer skills, medicine, biology, research. You know, I think about like even the technology world, you know, to make a good technology product come to life. Well, you need technologists, you need user experience folks, you need folks with, you need the left and the right brains. Exactly. You need folks that can actually market the product. Mm -hmm. And so I do think there's so many different aspects to, you know, making STEM come live. And um, I actually like STEAM more than even STEM. Yes, I do too. Put the arts in there. Put the arts in there. Mm -hmm. And and I think in terms of encouraging girls to take on, I think part Mm -hmm. of it is just there shouldn't be a stigma to it or a fear. You know, I, I don't think there is a, oh, boys are better at this or girls are better. I think right. anyone should be able to go do any of it. I think just having that mindset and being able to encourage girls to go in and do that early on, very early on, I think is huge. Men or women, I do think, you know, you set your ceiling. So if you don't want to have one, and you want to be bold, you want to be courageous, you can go pursue anything that you really want to go do. And so I think from that standpoint, it's about encouraging girls to be brave. I think about just good leaders in general, right? You know, it's being courageous, having the curiosity to go learn and being compassionate. You know, I mean, I just think if you bring those elements, and I do think getting girls into that mode really early on goes a long way. That's your three C's, right? That's my three C's. (laughs) That's right. So curiosity, courage, and compassionate. So dive into the compassionate piece. Why is that important? I think it's extremely important. You know, the most important things don't get accomplished by a single individual. And it's about a team coming together. And it's approaching a situation or a problem while you bring critical thinking to it, you bring curiosity to how to solve this problem, mm-hmm. you know, to it. You have to bring courage to it. You have to bring compassion to what is the problem you're trying to solve, who else is engaged with, you know, you, who, what does that human team? factor. Correct, kind absolutely. Of the and I think it's, it is more important today than it has ever been where, you know, we have so much technology coming at us. I think the human factor and compassion, you know, by far is an extremely important attribute, I mm-hmm. think, as the world continues to change. No, that's that's really a great point because we both know change is hard, you know, and having compassion for your people. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> to embrace that change. Yes, absolutely. That's, you know, understanding that people go through the change curve at different, different paces, rates. exactly. Mm-hmm. The pace mm-hmm. can be very different. Yes. I sometimes say it's the change journey can feel like, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, when you first start going, I can't believe this, you know, and, and then it moves from being crazy to like, this is dangerous. You know, how <laughs> I worked has actually shifted. Yes. I, and then it goes from there to being obvious. And, mm-hmm. and people take different paths to get there. Some people can get there to the end state very quickly. And I think just being compassionate and patient, not everyone's already there. That's right. And being able to do that together. Those are such great points. And not to tickle your ears, Bhavani, but I will say the very first time I met you, you are an approachable, you're just a kind person. And I know we just had a conversation a few weeks ago and I was telling you about something going on personally in our life that's been difficult. And you're like, well, my husband is a doctor. Anytime you would want, you know, him to, if he can help and you're just a very kind 
kind person. So I, I can definitely see that. I love that you brought that out. So there's so many emerging technologies out there. What do you see as those things coming down the pike that maybe will change the utility yeah. industry? I mean, what, what are those technologies? Yeah, no, absolutely. I could talk about it for hours. Okay. <laughs> no, no, <it's> a, <laughs> we can do part it's a, two. It's a very passionate <laughs> topic. No, I think, you know, there's, there's so much change happening right now in the energy space. And, you know, t- quite frankly, it's happening in the, across industries. But when you take it and relate it to the energy space and the utility, you know, you've got the convergence of IT and OT happening. So mm-hmm. IoT, really, you have devices going on, traditional devices going on to the grid that are now connected devices, right? You have smart meters being implemented that are sending data in a volume and velocity that we've never seen before. And so you talk about, you know, big data, you talk about the analytics you can drive on it to be able to drive the right customer experience, to drive grid optimization, asset health. So really, how do you leverage data that's coming from a lot of the connected assets in leverage AI, leverage machine learning, you know, and is one of many things that you can, you know, do as it relates to emerging technologies and the grid. You know, I think about uh, the communication infrastructure that is actually needed to be able to support this volume and velocity of interactions as well Mm -hmm. as, you know, the grid itself, the SCADA itself being connected. And so really making sure you've got investing in that right communication infrastructure for utilities as they continue to expand is a key element of the grid of the future as well. Sure. So Okay. Well, one thing's for sure, there's going to be change. <laughs> change is coming, right? That's, That's one right. thing we can be sure of That's when we're right. in technology. So this is something extra. What do you believe, Bhavani, is a something extra that every leader needs? You know, I go back to my three C's. You yes, know? I really right. do. I, I feel like if you keep those three top of mind, you can really approach any problem. And I think about them again in the context of curiosity to learn, like especially in the technology world, things are changing every mm-hmm. minute, you know, forget every day. And yes. so it really is understanding, having the curiosity to learn because nothing stays the same. Right. And so, you know, I think that's so important, curiosity to learn the technology, but the business, the industry, customers, there's so much to go do. I think the second piece is life comes at you in so many different ways, you know, personally and professionally. And so a lot of times there are very difficult situations that you're in and you have to have the courage to navigate it mm-hmm. and courage to navigate difficult situations and courage to take on opportunities yes, both, right? right? And so, right. you know, and I think so courage to me is how can you get yourself to be a little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? You know? <laughs> right? Comfortable with, with the uncomfortable. Yeah, so, yes. you know, I, I, that's my second C. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, already talked a lot we about how I feel about, about compassion. compassion. I do yes. think, you know, they go hand in hand. Right. If you approach any tough situation when you're trying to do the right thing and it can be really difficult. But if you approach it with compassion, I think you can really do it the right way. Mm -hmm. Well, I couldn't agree with you more because organizations are made up of humans, right? right? And we need to give each other a little bit more grace and compassion for sure. So talk to me a little bit. Is there something coming up that you want our 
listeners to know about. Or, I mean, I know you're always looking for great people, right, to join your team. <laughs> so if you're a technologist out there, you know, uh, Amron would be a great place because Bavani is definitely leading uh, leading the charge there and is doing a fantastic job. But is there anything that you want our listeners to know about? You know, I think I, I mentioned this earlier. You know, I um, I am so blessed to be at the organization I am at. It's, a you know, just a fabulous I've never felt closer to the customer and the community that I live in um, than today. And, you know, the co-workers at Ameren, the leadership at Ameren, you know, when I think about Warner Baxter, you know, Marty Lyons, Michael Main, just fabulous leaders that humble, smart, mm-hmm. and that just transcends throughout the organization. It's a great place to be. Um, it's a fantastic time for the industry and what we're going through and, uh so anyone that looks at it and says they want to do some really cool things and work with some very neat people, you know, while doing that, I think Amron's a place to be. Yes, very good. Well, hopefully you're going to have some people reaching out to you <laughs> and uh, and talking about possibly joining the team. Well, Bhavani, this has just been so much fun for me. I've loved it. And I do think that we probably could sit here for a few more hours and talk. But thank you so much for making the time. I know how incredibly busy you are. So oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Very good. Thank you for listening to today's show. Something Extra with Lisa Nichols is a Technology Partners production. Copyright Technology Partners, Inc., 2019. For show notes or to reach Lisa, visit tpi.co slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen.